0: Spiritual Fat Podcast with Joe Taylor. Hello, and welcome to episode three of Chewing the Spiritual Fat. So, today I'm going to talk about communicating with your guides, meditation, a bit of mindfulness, and ultimately how to become your own guide. So we'll start off by talking about communication with your guide. So as I said last week, they con- like put ideas and thoughts into your unconscious mind, which then works its way up through um into your, your conscious mind. But they'll also talk to you through um other people. Um if you find that, you know, everyone around you is kind of saying the same thing, you keep getting this kind of same message. Then it's often your guide talking through you. Also, the might you know you might be thinking, where do I go on my holiday? Mm, France, Spain, Italy, and maybe throughout the, the the course of the day, three times you hear people talking about a holiday to France. You turn on the TV in France. You pick up a, a magazine, the holidays in France. So when you're getting like little signs like that continuously, that's how, another way how your guides the universe talk to you. We, the universe and your guides are talking to you all the time, but we live in such a fast-paced society that, you know, we, 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 we're we a little bit blind to sort of what's going on around us. You know, your head's normally full of work, the kids, um, you know, your business, you know, uh, paying bills. And so we're, we're often like, we get up, we go to work, we come home, we go to bed. We get up, we go to work, we come home, we go to bed so our minds are often like speeded up when your mind is speeded up the analogy i give to my clients it's like trying to drive down a busy high street on a saturday afternoon 12 o'clock at 100 mile an hour there's kids crossing over on bikes little old ladies crossing over that aren't looking and if you you know drive down that uh, street like right, say 100 mile an hour it's going to be carnage car crash But if you drive down that high street on a Saturday afternoon at 12 o'clock at 20 mile an hour, you're going to see the little old lady that's not looking. You're going to see the kid out the corner of your eye who's not going to stop as he crosses over the the, uh, zebra crossing. You'll see that dog up ahead who's got off its owner's uh, lead and you'll slow down, you'll divert, you know, and and you'll avoid. And that analogy is a little bit like how you live your life in your mind so if you if your mind's overactive and you're going 10 to the dozen you were gonna you know you're gonna just smash into everything you're not gonna see the obstacles up ahead Um, and that can be quite painful and then what happens is you start making mistakes and you're not living your life in the best um sort of way really and then you start second guessing yourself that makes you more anxious it makes you more stressed, speeds up your mind even more so, that next time, I'm not going to make that mistake again. I'm going to hold like hold on tighter to the steering wheel of my life. But if you get into um, a slower state of mind, if you slow your mind down, like I say, you will see things coming up ahead before they're happening because you're, you're more aware. Now, like I said, your guides communicate to you through your unconscious programming. Now, your unconscious programming... Basically it's 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 operating at a slower speed than the conscious programming. And that's how like hypnosis works, what the hypnotherapist is doing, is like slowing down your mind, taking you into the hop hip huh, hop, hop, hip, um hip hop, the hypnotic state. Um, which is theta brain waves, which is just before you're going to sleep and just as you're waking up. So it's just a slow speed. Now, I'm not going to start talking about levels of consciousness and the alpha and the beta and all that type of thing because I want to keep it simple. So we'll refer to it as miles per hour. So ideally, we should all be operating from a state of mind that is, you know, maybe 50 miles an hour, but we're generally operating at 80 to 100. Now, your unconscious programming is probably, you say, 30 mile an hour. So when you meditate or when you slow your mind down and you go into those slow slow speeds of the mind, you know, that's how you access the, 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 the deeper levels. So if you slow your mind down, um, and that's why sometimes you have, like, dreams, you know, where the subconscious is sort of picking things up. Um, that you're not picking up in your waking hours. It's just because your mind's at a slower speed. So if you slow your mind down, you're operating from a slower um, speed, then you will tap into your unconscious. You'll tap into the messages and the guidance that your guides are trying to bring through. But also, when you're in the slow minds and you're in the unconscious levels, that's where your wisdom is. Now, I do believe that we have got all of the answers inside of us. But you're never going to tap into that when your mind's mind is 100 miles an hour. Years ago, um, before I got into meditation and mindfulness, I was the same. You know, my mind was 100 miles an hour. And to be fair, it's probably still, even though I do meditate, uh, I try and meditate every day, um, it probably still can, because I, I live in the mental plane, I probably can speed my mind up and still operate at a decent level at higher speeds than most. But... <clears throat> If you slow your mind down... Oh, sorry. What I was going to say was my guide... um, Whenever I used to connect to someone that was psychic or a medium... They'd say, I've got your guide here. And he's he's trying to tell you stuff. But he says he can't get through. Because your mind's always ten to the dozen. And that was my first reason, really, for wanting to get into the meditation. Because I wanted to connect uh, more powerfully and stronger with my guide. Um, So... Mindfulness um, and meditation and slowing down your mind is one way to, like I say, tap into the messages that your guide is giving you um, and like I say, tapping into your own inner wisdom. Now, when your mind is 10 to the dozen and you are operating um, from uh, what the boffins call um, beta brainwaves, then you. Also, you're not connected to your body. Now, your body is your inner compass. Your body is it's always speaking your mind. And I'm going to talk about that in another episode, the mind and the body connection. But when you slow your mind down and when you start listening to your body, now, I say this, I never started listening to mine until probably about three or four years ago, and I'm in my 40s. You know, I, I, once somebody once said to me, "Joe, you're just like a head. The bob's around. You're just totally disconnected from your body. Because I lived in my mind. Um, And I remember thinking, and? <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, well, I'm not... You know, my body does its own thing and I, I live in my head. Like, what's wrong with that? But it wasn't until... I started to grasp mindfulness a fair few years ago now. And I started to listen to my body that I realised that my body was always talking to me. When you take awareness to your body, you will take awareness to your intuition. So if someone's talking to you about, you know, maybe it's an adventure you might be planning or asking you what you think about a certain thing or even just talking about a topic in general... You know, if you're in a still state of mind and you're connected to your body and you're listening to your body, your inner compass will be talking to you all the time. So, you know, somebody might start talking about a topic. Your stomach might start getting excited. You know, them little butterflies that you experience when something feels good. Or it might start to churn. You might get that sort of pit in the stomach. Now, you're all feeling this all the time. Everybody does. But we often bypass it when we're not connected to the body and we're living in our minds. So if you slow your mind down, you become aware of your body. Um, even things like, you know, you might get an ID, you might start, to start talking about something. You might be feeling inspired. And all the hairs will stand up on your arms or on your old body. And you get this kind of wave of, whoa, oh, what's that? That's your guide. That's your internal compass communicating with you and i always say to people you know don't discount your gut because your gut instincts it's basically just a connection with your, with your with your mind with your inner being with your guide with the universe and that's how you should make all of your decisions where we go wrong and again guilty of it in the past is we use our logic to decide what it is that we're going to do but your logic should only be used to put an idea into action your decisions your choices need to come through your intuition through your inner compass you should be feeling your way through life you've got the uh, two hemispheres of the brain one is logical one is creative and it's the creative side of the brain, the intuitive side side of the brain, the dreamlike state, the psychic state, um, that we should be operating from. We should be feeling our way through life. When you feel your way through life, you'll pick up vibrations of things before they even happen. Now I'm gonna tell you now how premonitions, how this how premonitions work. And this was explained to me many years ago by um my guru, I call him, Bill Coverdale, um, who I mentioned in the last episode. Um, if you're interested in having a look at Bill, he's, um, he's got a website. And it's Holistic Healing Partnerships, who he works with, with his, his wife, Jan, a psychotherapist. So I highly recommend him. He's amazing. But Bill taught me many moons ago that how premonitions work is time is all stacked up on top of each other. So the past, the present, the future is all going on right now. But they're operating in different uh, dimensions. And time, energy, you know, we do experience things linear. And it took me a while to get my head around this. And try not to really wrap yourself in knots. But if you can just accept for now that the past, the present, and the future is all going on at the same time in different dimensions. But through sort of psychic senses, we can pick up on ripples of time, energy. So how he explained it to me was... If you imagine, um, you know, when you get an experience and you get a pit in your stomach and you think, oh God, I get a really, a really bad vibe every time I think of that wedding or going to that night out or um, that new job or the new boss that's starting. When something happens in your reality that creates a strong emotion, um so you know an argument a fight um a situation that's scary an accident um bad news the emotion that's created at that point in time that energy because remember everything is always energy um, everything's to do with energy the energy that's sent out through that emotion through that experience sends out a ripple in the timeline like throwing a put a pebble into a pond and the ripples go out equally on all sides when you have a strong emotion that sends out a frequency if you like to the past and to the future so it radiates out on all of the um the the like the the states of time so when you have an experience that is shocking or upsetting um or you know, conversely, that was exciting. Oh my God, that was amazing. That energy, it ripples out in the future, but it also ripples back in the time space reality. And then what, so what happens is when something good happens or something awful happens, when that happens, it ripples back and you pick it up like in the past, but obviously the past is now your, now reality, if that makes sense. Um, so when something happens, sends out like a really strong emotion. You pick it up in the past before it happens. Now, if you were to pick up on that, oh, I get a bad feeling about going to that wedding. I knew I didn't want to go. It's not what people are like. Um, I had an argument with her last time I was sat at her table. Really, this will not be a good day. I ain't going to go. And you make that decision not to go. Well, you've now changed the course of the future. So that feeling will go. But if you go ahead and you, you know, go to that wedding, you're going to have that awful feeling all the way up to the day and then you're going to have a shit day and you'll go home and go, oh, I knew that was going to be awful. I did argue with her again. You know, it, was, it wasn't the best day and I felt shit all day long. Cost me a fortune. Uh, why did I go? So you always need to listen to your feelings. So if you're thinking about doing something, How does it feel? Get yourself into the bath, put on some nice music, light a few candles, put a bit of oil in the bath and just sit there, close your eyes and chill. And then in your mind, visualise going down one path, path A. And then visualise going down path B and which one feels the best? Path A, do you get a knot in your stomach? Don't do that. Path B, oh God, yeah, that felt really nice. It felt warm. It felt exciting, inspiring. Got a nice feeling throughout my body. That's the path that you take, regardless of what your head's saying. So if you're getting a bad feeling about a person, about a situation, um, about a choice, a path, if you're getting a bad feeling, guys, do not do it. Regardless of what anybody else is saying, regardless of whether your head is saying, yeah, but it worked for her. He enjoyed it. If you're feeling that this isn't right for you, that's your internal compass. Your guides will work with you with this as well. So they're always trying to, you know, bring that in. Conversely, if you get a good feeling about something, regardless of how you know, statistically on paper it looks terrible. Regardless of if everyone else is saying, oh that won't work, what do you want to do that for? If it feels right to you, do it. Take that action. When you make all of your your decisions through feeling your way through life, you'll never go wrong and then you use your logic to put that idea into action. But your internal compass your, and, and primarily it comes through your solar plexus, which is your mental center you know that that's the way that you, you should be uh, making decisions about you know what's right for you. And the path that you need to go on. Um, Getting back to guides, I do meander. You can also, as well as kind of listening to your body, slowing your mind down, tapping into, you know, wisdom. You can ask your guides to work with you in your dreams. You can ask your guide. you know, if you can't sort of connect with them in your conscious mind or you don't feel that you are. You can ask them to come to you and just say, look, I need advice on this topic. What should I do? um give me it tonight in a dream but a dream that I'll remember because not everybody is lucky enough to remember the dreams but I want it in a dream that that I can remember and I remember doing this a lot of years ago when I first started my business and I was listening to a lot of people who were also doing courses we were all starting out and we're all talking about oh I'm going to invest and put my money in this magazine I'm going to spend this on advertising uh and it was all a lot of money that I didn't have at the time and I was like oh god but if that's what I have to do, that's what I'll have to do. So I remember saying to my guide, Can you can you come to me tonight in my dream and give me a dream that'll give me the advice, the best advice of how I will advertise my business. And then whatever I get tonight, I promise I'll act on it tomorrow. That night I had this amazing dream that I was I was in my aunt's kitchen. She used to live on a farm. She had this huge um dining room table um in this in this um kitchen. Now, in my dream, the dining room table was about 50 foot long uh, and the kitchen was about, you know, it was like a football pitch. And everyone I knew, from work colleagues to friends to family, um, were all around this table. It was like a celebration. Everyone was eating and chatting away and it was marvellous. You know, we are having a great time. And there was a lad who I worked with at the time. And in my dream, he said, oh, my back's killing me. I said, Rhea, turn around I'll give you some Reiki. He turned round to put my hands in him, give him some Reiki. And, oh, I said, that's amazing. My back's cured. And at that time, everyone, like, all stopped in the kitchen. Oh, what's that, Joe? What's that? You've just done oh, a bit of Reiki. Oh, I'll tell our lad about that. Oh, I'll share that at work. Oh, can I book in? Oh, can I have some? And, like, this buzz started. And, you know, they were all talking about my Reiki. And were all talking about telling the friends and the family. And then they were all booking in because he said it was amazing. I woke up the next morning. And I thought, right... This is it, you know, it's word of mouth. And it'll grow through, you know, people talking about and telling their friends. And do you know what? That was 15 years ago. And to this day, that is how, like, my business has worked. So apart from the odd face on, like, post on Facebook for the first kind of really 10 years, because um, in them days, to be honest, I wasn't on Facebook. Um, it was word of mouth. And like I say, the biggest part of my business to this day is recommendations, but my guide put me on that path, I could have spent thousands on advertising like these women were talking about doing, um, and I just don't think it would have worked, um, and that obviously that was for me, I'm not saying to you guys don't um, advertise, but what I'm saying is like your guide will bring you the best way um, if you ask them, and like I say, dreams is, is one way that you can ask for them to come through, the other thing you can ask for is signs, and again there's many different ways you can ask for signs but if you were like hmm thinking of doing this and I do get a good vibe about it I'm getting excited when I think about it but obviously my logic is saying eh, eh um guide can you can you help with this um if I should you know do a and I should continue on this journey that I think I should go on um today by the end of the day can you bring me can I see um three red roses I remember doing this once. It was connected to my business, um, and I said, you know, if if this path that I'm on, if it's right, can by the end of the day, can you show me three red roses, and I'll I'll know that uh, my intuition is is you know correct, because it was going against my head. Anyway, it got to the end of the day, got to about eight o'clock, and I was like, oh god, I haven't seen three red roses. Anyway, um, a client of mine had asked me to go to hers. Um, to do something can't remember what it was at the time anyway so I rocked up I'd never been before and as I pulled up on a drive um and I got out the car and I went to knock on a the door there was three red roses um like stained glass on the door and I was like oh thanks guide <laughs> thank you now I was doing that all the time in the early days of connecting with my guide and then sometimes I thought well could I see three red roses anyway you know so one day I said right I need something a bit like different I really need to push the boat out here so I was like guide, and again I, I had this quandary that I was wanting assistance with. So I said, um, you know, if I'm on the right lines and if this my intuition is correct, um, by lunchtime now it was only ten o'clock in the morning. I was going to help a friend strip some wallpaper off. I was helping to decorate a front room. I said by lunchtime, I want to, um, I want to see or hear. Because it doesn't have to be seeing something. You can hear something, you know. You can ask for these signs in many different ways. It makes it easy for them. See here, six elephants. So I was like, six elephants, you know what I mean? Like one elephant, yeah, maybe he's two elephants. But no, six, I wanted six. And this this was at 10 o'clock in the morning, I said, by lunchtime. Now, I was busy in my friend's front room, stripping off the wallpaper and... um, She's in the kitchen making the sandwiches, right? So it's lunchtime and I'm saying to myself, God, if I don't get these six elephants by lunchtime, like I'm going to be a bit devastated here, you know, because um, I truly believed um, in in this sign business. Anyway, I'm stripping wallpaper, so all I'm looking at is a wall and there's no elephants on that. But the news was on and the TV in the background And uh, before she came through with the sandwiches, there was something going on in Africa and there was some sort of, you know, uh, environmental, like, travesty and it was affecting the elephants. And in this news story, it was like, so the elephants in Africa are having a really hard time at the moment, Uh, you know, flooding, blah, blah, blah. So the elephants um, are struggling and there's a lady down there at the moment. We're going to interview her. She's helping the elephants um, to get there. So, Sunita, you know, what is it that's going on at the moment with the element, ele- elephants and how are you helping the elephants to survive? Well, I nearly fell off the, uh, the ladders. You know, the word elephant was spoken six times and then seconds later, my mate walked through the door with the sandwiches and I was like, Jesus Christ, they're good. Jesus Christ, they are good. Um, But that's an amazing way if you're not quite into your meditation yet or your mind is overactive. And that tends to be the state of play you're in when there's something going on. Ask for a sign and it can come in many, many ways. Um, But as I was saying, you know, ideally where you want to get to is to become your own guide where you um, tap into your own inner wisdom, and like I say, meditation and mindfulness, um, for me, is the way to do that. Now, everyone tends to think that to meditate, you need to sit cross-legged, hum, but you don't. Now, we all live bu- leave, um, busy lives, probably no one more than me, to be honest with you, um, but that's, it is how I like my life, to be honest. But you can lead a really busy life, but still have a still mind. Now, your mind and your breath are interlinked. So, you'll know yourself when you're stressed out. You're breathing shallow. You're breathing from your chest. But when you're asleep at night, your breathing's at its stillest. You know, it's almost non-existent. It's that deep. So, slowing your breathing down slows your mind down. And I always say to my clients... Bring it in throughout the day in the everyday jobs that you do. So you don't need to take half an hour out every day. Although I do like that on a morning, to be honest. It is really beneficial. But throughout the day, take your awareness to your breathing. So while you're waiting for the kettle to boil, you know, just take your awareness to the breathing and slow it down. And you can go on YouTube and listen to some breathing uh, <clears throat> meditations. But it's all about... Breathing deeply. A really good way to slow your breathing down. Actually, there's a thousand and one benefits for doing this. Google it. Someone told me a couple of months ago at a yoga class. If you breathe through your nose, the health benefits are amazing. But what that automatically does is it does actually slow the breathing down. But if you just take an awareness to your breath, especially if you're stressed out or anxious, you'll find that you're breathing quite shallow and rapid. Um and you know you should be breathing from your from your belly. So Google belly breaths as well. Get into some, um, doing, practicing some breathing meditations on the likes of YouTube. You know, there's loads of stuff on the internet. But start taking your awareness to your breath and breathing slower. And if you just sit down, close your eyes and start to take some really nice slow but deep breaths, you'll actually feel yourself starting to uh, sink into the chair. And the more you do this and the more you take the awareness to this, you're going to recognize when your mind does speed up when you are 10 to the dozen. But remember, when you're 10 to the dozen in your head, it's like driving down that uh, high street on a Saturday afternoon, 100 mile an hour. You're going to miss things. And you know what? Yeah, we all like to work hard. We all like to do stuff. But life isn't about, you know, it's not about what you achieve. You've got to connect with your life. You've got to connect with your body, connect with your your environment, connect with um everything really and that comes from a still mind so you know when you walk into the shops or even if you drive into the shops don't be thinking about what you did last night what he's going to do tomorrow what he said she said your your mind should always be in the present moment The only time really should think to the past would be to think of something really happy, something joyous, because obviously that's going to put you in a positive state of mind. And when it comes to thinking about the future, you should really only think about it for like more, no more than like five minutes. And that might be writing down the shopping list or in your mind thinking, right, I'll go there tomorrow first, then I'll go there second, and I'll end up there because that makes more sense. But the rest of the time, you should be living in the moment. Now, to become in the moment, To connect with your body and your environment, it's becoming aware of your senses. So when you're washing the pots, rather than thinking about, you know, what he said last night, what she's going to say tomorrow at work, smell the washing up liquid, feel the temperature of the water, is it hot enough? Listen to the birds outside, you know, and how does your body feel? Are you standing straight? Are you, you know, on a bit of an angle? Is your back twinging a little bit? When you're washing them pots, look at the glass Make sure you've took all the lipstick off it. You know, what we tend to do is we'll wash them pots while we're thinking about what we're going to do tomorrow or what went wrong yesterday at work. And then you sit down and think, oh, I can't remember washing them pots. Because you're living in your mind. Get out of your mind, guys. Get into your body and get into the present moment. So in everything that you do, be here now. Like I say, be aware of your body. Be aware of, you know, your senses, what you can hear, smell. When you're eating your food or drinking that cup of tea, don't just chuck it to the back of your neck. Savour it. And every time you take your awareness to these things, you're stilling down your mind. You're slowing down your mind. And that is what I call mind coaching. It's a workout for your mind. You know, people spend a fortune on gyms and personal trainers and they're putting all this effort and time into the body. But if you put that time into your mind actually you wouldn't care what your body was like you'd be in such a good space um, or you'd take your body to the next level just through conscious thought so putting time and effort into your mind is what's going to give you the most benefits so going back to the mindfulness so try setting yourself little targets like every day think right i'm going to be mindful today every time i open the door so every time you open the door Stop before you do it. Pull your, pull your energy, your thought into your body. Look at the door. What can you smell? What can you hear? Can you hear someone coming down the corridor behind you? As you hold that handle, how does it feel? Is it cold? Is it hard? Is it soft? Is it warm? Is it sticky? Ugh. Um. And then as you open the door, you know, is there a, a resistance? Did it fly open? And be in your body, be in the now. All you're thinking about is that door and that door handle. And you're walking through that door. And like I say, every day, pick a pick a little task like that. Every time you make a cup of tea, might be the day after. You know, you listen to the kettle boil, you smell the milk. You know, how does your body feel while you're standing there waiting for the kettle to boil? Take that time to do some nice breathing exercises. Every day, pick a different task of what you're going to do mindfully. What you're going to do in the present moment. And if you do that every day, over time, you will get to the point where you start doing a lot of things mindfully. And when you're in the now, when you're in the moment, you're not living in your mind. Now, remember, your mind is where all of your nightmares are. It's where all of your fears are. That's where your pain comes from. But in the now, in the nanosecond, we're always okay. So if you take your awareness to the now and make that kind of like your daily habit You'll stop worrying. I mean, your anxiety is just a mind that's overactive. It's in a mind that's living in in the beta at 100 miles an hour. That's what anxiety is. And to get out of the anxiety, a big part of it is just slowing your mind down. Because when your mind is still and it's not overactive and you're in the now, you're always okay in the now. You're always okay in the nanosecond. Your anxieties are when you're living in your mind. You're on automatic pilot. I was going to say autopilot there. So that's why I went automatic pilot. Um, But if you get out of automatic pilot and you get into your body, you get into your immediate surroundings, you get into the now, your anxiety is going to switch off. Now, your mind can only think one thing at a time. So, like, if you're feeling anxious, pick up a book, start reading it. Put your favourite track on, start listening to it. Go out for a walk, get in the shower, have a cold shower, because... When you take your, your awareness to your to your senses, you cannot then be living in your mind at the same time. It switches the conscious mind off. So practising being in, in your body, in the now, it's gonna take it out of the mind, take it out of the automatic pilot, and, and it's gonna um, over time, it's gonna reduce, it's gonna get rid of that anxiety. So I want you to start thinking about this. Um, not saying you have to start it right now, but think about it first. Listen, maybe just listen to this pod a couple of times and think. Right from tomorrow, when I wake up, I'm going to start um, with the mindfulness thing. I'm going to pick a task that I'm going to do in the present moment, 100. And I'll start practicing this daily. And every time you take the awareness to the now, every time you're doing something mindfully, it is a workout for your mind. You literally are strengthening the muscle of the mind because your mind is like a muscle, like the you know the muscles in your legs. Work it properly, train it, and it'll serve you well. So, like I say, think about if you're not already doing it, or if you're already doing it, take your practice to the next level. But if you start living in the now, you start living in your body, and you start being mindful, and you will, like I say, you're going to slow your mind down, but you're also going to be um, connecting with your inner compass, remembering that your body is always talking to you. So if you get a bit of a dodgy feeling... Or an excited feeling from your body. Because your body is basically just the physical, physiological response to what you're thinking. We have got to start listening to that. Don't override it. How many times have you been to the doctors with a bad bat and says, well, when did this start? Let's well, start a few weeks ago. But actually, when I think back, it was twinging at Christmas, but I just ignored it. You know, how many times are we ignoring our intuition? We're ignoring the body. We're listening to the mind. You are not the mind and that's something you need to understand, you are also this body, and and you're also an energy, you know, and when your hairs are standing up, on your arms, when you're thinking a positive thought, or some sort of inspiration, that's your energy field, when your guts are churning, that's not your stomach, that's your solar plexus, that's your chakra, when you've got that heartache and you've got feels like someone's put a dagger in your chest or someone feels like someone's standing on your chest that's your heart uh, chakra that's your energy field you know when you were getting that tingle up and down your in the back of your neck at the thought of something that you know you shouldn't be doing again that's your, that's your energy so by tuning into the body the more you tune into the body and get out your head the more you're going to tune into your energy field as well and your energy energy field, your energy, and you know, I can't say this, guys, but did you notice I don't edit it? <laughs> I won't edit it, not me. It comes as it comes. So I'll say it slowly. Uh, your energy signature frequency, that I can't always say. Um, you know, that energy signature frequency, when you slow your mind down, when you get into your body, you're going to tune into that. And that is like literally, you know, that is your connection to the universe. Connection to your guide um, and the connection to uh, you, you know. And, and my advice, the more you do this, the more you start slowing down your mind, you're going to start seeing the synchronicities. As I said in uh, episode one, nothing is chance in this world, nothing. Anything you think is chance, it's just a law operating that you, you don't really know about. I'm going to talk about laws in the next episode. We're going to start talking about the law um, of gender masculine and feminine how to work with energy how to create balance um and how to manifest um and bring in things like money which is just an energy so that's what i'm going to be tapping into in the in the next episode um but yeah there's no coincidences the more you the more you slow down your mind the more you get into the present moment take awareness to your body and your immediate surroundings the more you're going to start to notice the synchronicities the more you're going to see the signs because they are there for everybody you don't have to be spiritual for the universe to be constantly talking to you every minute of every day but if you take an awareness to it once you start to see it you'll never look back you'll never be able to not see them again but the more you tune into it the more you will um tune into your life and where you need to be going and what you need to be doing And then when you start doing that and it starts working out well, you start to trust your instincts, it gets stronger. Because the more you're living in your mind, the more you're ignoring it, it's not working. Then people say, oh, I've not got no intuition, mate. Well, yeah, you have. You're just not listening to it. But the more you listen, the more you tune in, the better your life starts to unfold. um, And then it gets stronger. You know, your intuition, it's like anything, like a muscle. The more you use it, the stronger it gets. Um, And for me, that's when you become your own guide, you know. And I'm not saying don't work with your guides. Of course, I'll always work with my guide. But my goal um, and what I find actually which works better is I I always do have that answer inside of me. And we all do. And sometimes, you know, you do know the answer, but you will say, what do you think? What do you think? And sometimes we will say, oh, yeah, it's nice. Nice to have someone else confirm what they think. But the more you listen to your own gut, listen to your own encompass, um, the stronger that gets and and the better that intuition is. Um, And like I say, for me, that is the goal um, or the secret, the key to life. You know, it is becoming your own guide, listen to your own intuition. And on that note, um, I always do about 40 minutes, just like it's like a natural thing. Uh, I'm going to wind down. So like I say, in the next episode... I'm going to talk about uh, the law of gender, the law of attraction um, and how uh, you know start bringing in things, bringing in the flow, which primarily we talk a lot about bringing in money um, and how working with the law of gender and balance, which is key. Balance is the key to a happy life, how you can bring that in energetically and through your consciousness as well. Uh, so I hope you'll all tune in for that one. As always... If anybody wants to contact me, um, if you've got any questions, anything you'd like me to talk about on a future episode, you can contact me on Instagram as the Positivity Guru or lowercase with the underscore in between the three words. You can also find me on Facebook as the Positivity Guru and also Joe Taylor Therapies and Training. Um, I've also just started, and I put the first one out yesterday, another podcast called Becoming the One. And that's all to do with basically self-love. Becoming the One, which will ultimately, if that's what you're looking for, find in the one. It's about um, pulling things to you rather than searching. And about finding yourself. So I did the first episode yesterday. And I had a good friend of mine. Matt Horman on. From the Three Three Wise Fools. um, Which is a mental health campaign. In Middlesbrough. So that's on Spotify. The links are on my Facebook. And they're on the Instagram as well. So please have a listen to that. um, And like I say. I will look forward to speaking to you all. In the next episode. Um, So take care, be mindful and love yourself.